1: Robbie comes bump bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song! Wake up, wake up, you sleepy head. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up. The sun is red. Live, love, love and be happy. What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. But still I listen That's robbing his own sweet song.
2: So we gave them a goal head start, but that was just to make it interesting. Patrick Bauer scores with four seconds of added time left to fire the addicts into the championship. What a remarkable end to a remarkable season. This is Charlton Live, and this is the promotion special. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live, our promotion special here, coming to you live from the Valley at 4pm on Monday afternoon because we had to get the show out as soon as possible. It was an amazing day at Wembley Stadium yesterday, Uh, there's a lot of sore heads in the studio as well. So joining me here to talk about one of the greatest days in Charlton history, first up over on my right hand side, Mr Tom Wollin, how are you doing Tom? Drained but absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing. How's your head? Uh, it's all right now. It's taken a while, but it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And uh, also joining us here, Lewis Cat. Lewis, how is your head? Uh, yeah, hurts along
3: with every other part of my body. I think after yesterday, yeah, I mean, falling there, down a couple of rows of chairs.
2: There must be bruises covering the majority of Charlton fans' bodies oh, after the, after those 100%.
3: limbs. One hundred percent serious mm. limbs, wasn't
2: it? And uh, anyone who wonders what uh, Nathan was doing when the, the the winning goal went in can see it on Twitter because Nathan, you were filmed. Nathan, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright, mate. Yeah,
4: yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's easy, isn't it? Championship, mate.
2: He says, "Living the dream." After like golden <laughs> draws with Barry. Listen, we're, it, we're, yeah.
4: when we get promoted next year, that's even more living the dream.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on tonight's show. Uh, As I said, we're looking back at that that day at Wembley. We're going to hear the commentary highlights. And again, I can't wait to play into you because they're absolutely exquisite. Uh, We're going to hear from uh, Addict's boss, Lee Boyer, the man who has uh, overseen our promotion uh, this season. We're also, of course, going to hear from the goal scorers on the day. We're going to hear from Ben Parrington. We're going to hear from Patrick Bauer. Uh, we're also going to hear from Josh Cullen, who was, of course, set up the uh, the the, the, uh, the winning goal in, in the last minute. Uh, and then we've got our end-of-season montage, which I've been uh, building up over the last couple of weeks. And I've just left a little bit of a blank space at the end. And, uh, well, I can say it's filled now. So I look forward to playing you that as well at the end of the show. Um, wow, Tom. Um, what a start it was. And all of us were sat there in shock and thinking please don't be that don't let that be the moment that we end our season on because it had been such a positive season and all of a sudden we gifted them a goal but we reacted to it as well goodness me
5: yeah not not just a positive season these last couple of weeks the the build up to Wembley has just it's felt like it's gone on forever um the anticipation the excitement the the nerves everything, and you you finally get in that ground and you you're looking down there and you're seeing you're seeing your club out there on the on the Wembley turf. It was just so exciting, and then the game kicks off and and it's another game and and that's the bit of the the day that you're actually used to just watching them play football when they get started, and you think right something we just need something just to calm the nerves and then five minutes in that happens, and saying to you boys off air then i just I just felt so sick because the the worst thing is to lose at Wembley but to lose at Wembley in humiliating fashion is just just awful and that, that at that point that was all I could see happening I I just felt sorry for Dills I felt sorry for Nabs it was just just sickening absolutely sickening to quote uh, Russell Slade mm-hmm. but as you say we we didn't let that affect us at all um it maybe took us a couple of minutes we shook that off and then we were back to our normal selves that we didn't seem to show any of the Fear that we showed against Doncaster, we rose to the occasion. It maybe wasn't our best game we've ever played, but we're coming up against a very experienced and very good quality side and we matched them, if not bettered them, throughout the rest of the game. And I mean, you couldn't have written the end any better, could you? Mm. If if you were writing the script, that's how you'd have asked for it to end. (laughs) And yeah, just from Mm. from sheer despair, five minutes into. like elation at the end, it, Cra- was, it was amazing.
2: It's crazy, isn't it? How our season started with that last minute goal at Sunderland, and we were in all sorts of trouble. We had, you know, not a field bench, we had a, a hardly a squad at that time, a caretaker manager still. And then you fast forward to the end of the season, and it's Sunderland again, Wembley, the very last kick of the game, pretty much. Patrick Bauer, a little bit of luck in the way it came back to him, but we're not going to complain about that. And I mean, Lewis, talk me through the scenes and behind the goal there, because I mean, I, I, where I was in the press box. I was just in absolute bits. I was crying my eyes out. Um, but behind the goal, it looked like something special there, Louis.
3: Oh, it was just it was just incredible. Um, I can't even begin to describe how just ridiculous the limbs were. I was I was all over the place. I think I was about three rows down from where I was originally sat by the time that the the celebrations had sort of muted down a little bit. But it was just it was just amazing and seeing seeing everybody there. And the turnout and everything like that—it was just incredible seeing Wembley that full and for that many Charlton fans there, all coming together. It was, it was loud. It was intimidating. I imagine for even Sunderland, and it's just a, just an incredible day for the football club as a whole. And you mm. think, like you said, there start of the season conceding the uh, conceding the last minute goal up at Sunderland. I think you you had your bet on us to get relegated, and <laughs> yeah, pretty I've lost much that. Went, yeah, That's annoying. lost that. That's annoying, but yeah. Um, And it's gone the other way and it's just, it makes you so proud to be a Charlton fan. And yesterday as a whole, not even Mm -hmm. just on the pitch, but just seeing everybody around the place and how how friendly and how brilliant it was. It was just the perfect
2: day. I mean, Nathan, the the whole journey up into London and and getting on the Tube, and there's just Charlton fans everywhere and you don't see that too often. Like Charlton shirts, just every every interchange that you come across. The pub (laughs) after, for me, up at St Pancras was something very special. Because again, I very rarely get to go in there when everyone's still there after a normal league game and and just singing and cheering and it's it's just a, an amazing day and obviously to cap it off the way we did i mean th- there can't be a fan base out there that deserves a moment like that more more than we did
4: yeah no um it was yeah it was a great day all around i was up at the green man it was just a sense of um not in an arrogant way that, like you say, that like we deserve it. But you know, of all the stuff that we've had in recent years, and everyone's making the most of it and enjoying themselves and just taking it all in. And um, yeah, there were scenes before the game, there were scenes during the game, and there were—I'm pretty sure there were loads of scenes everywhere after the game. But <laughs> yeah, like you say, I think we do deserve it in a way without, like I said, without being arrogant about it. But we've had so much rubbish. And um, we've just got to enjoy it now because Bo said yesterday, like you know, you, you don't get these often years. What was it, 21 years before? So, you know what I mean. I could be a very old man the next time this happens. So I'm just going to enjoy it like everyone else.
2: Right. Let's have a listen to the highlights. Here's two people who did enjoy it. Uh, your commentators on Valley Pass for the playoff final were Greg Stubley and Terry Smith.
6: Needy Billick with a header, but it'll drop. Oviedo's way, but it's a scuffed shot that's comfortably taken by Dylan Phillips, then around to his right-hand post. Yeah, Nabisar was at fault. We were in perfect angle
7: here. Nabisar for whatever reason didn't track, it was Honeyman. And I, I think Nabisar being more centre half than a someone who's, who's playing quite on the left side of a back three. Just allowed him so much space. He was trying to play him offside, but Chom didn't step up. Oh He's, no, 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 no!
6: Nabisar has just scored an O goal. I don't believe it. He looked up, played a 1 2 with Purrington and then sent the ball immediately back to Dylan Phillips who wasn't in that area and it's gone in on the right-hand corner of the goal and charted a 1-0 down.
7: Well, fans trying to get behind their team. It's an early mistake, but it's not the end of the world, it's plenty of time to regroup. And they go again, I just well, I didn't even see it, I just saw Naby just look up, he's under no pressure, goes back to the goalkeeper. Just wasn't expecting, Dylan. just let it run under his foot.
6: Carries his run on, gets the ball, crosses it across. Oh, and it's a free, almost a free collection. Dick still and Billet getting in the way, shot comes back out. That needed That's a safe. save from Dylan Phillips after the strike from Ledbetter. And Chartner all over the place at the back.
7: Yeah, again, it's just the shape's all wrong. A long long diagonal, Navi Sarr stayed forward. Saar Go good on, flick, Navisar. comes to Taylor. to oh. shoots over the bar. That's the best opportunity for Charlton of the yeah, game so is. far.
6: And it is an opportunity as well, it's a good flick on from Rabi Saar. Taylor maybe just snatched at that a little bit, took it a, maybe a fraction too early. Saar so inside now to Bauer, brings the ball forward.
7: Chip ball forward, looking for Parker, a decent looking one. Parker heads inside the pounce here, Rebo trying to get there, O'Neem with a good clearance. Comes all the way back to Cullen, lovely ball out to his right to Dick Steele. Dick Steele looking to take on Morgan, ball in the box, finds rebo. outright to Taylor, backwards to Aribo. edge of the pounds here, Aribo figured about a shot, Dick Steele comes to Taylor, ball across, goal! Be yes! it's in the Go ball! Ben Burton with his first Jot on goal And the back post, a simple tap-in! What a response from the addicts! the go in 1-0 down early doors they've responded brilliantly and a superb bit of football on the right hand side comes to Lyle
6: Taylor across to Ben Barrington. and what a time to get your first strong goal fantastic football from Chowan from start to finish the ball out into Steele. ball up to rebo. little 1-2 with Taylor and then rebo picked out Dicksteel again Taylor across the box Sunderland looking for an offside Parker couldn't get there, but Purrington met it at a far post and drilled it home. Oh, what a way
7: to make yourself for Charlton Hero to begin with. Ben Purrington, the L- Rotherham low knee at the back post. The unlikeliest of scorers. Touches it out of play and that, that should, should, be, should be, be the final piece of action. And it is at half-time here at Wembley.
6: It is Charlton 1, Sunderland 1. Felix, yep. touch on two Williams. Williams taking on his man, cuts inside. Little chip ball across. Pe- Taylor's there. Oh, he oh, can't wow. head it goalwards or back across. Couldn't just crane his neck enough. And it's away for a goal it's kick. Four ball. minutes of added time here at Wembley. Any goal now, we think, we will settle it. Looking for a red shirt. Dick Steele to his right. Williams further to his right. Still Dick Steele. Now it goes to Williams. Williams. Chip ball across. Parker! Oh, it's flicked oh. off and then blocked away by Flanagan. He went for the flick. And it's cleared upfield to Green. with him, Parker turns his man and he's brought down by Ozturk. Charlton will have a free kick with seconds remaining of this game. And they're sending Pierce forward, Charlton will have to send everybody up for this.
7: imagine this will be the last piece of action in this first half, should they not decide to knock it on
6: the Addicts. That's they a take quickly taken free kick into Cullen. Cullard. On the Charlton left hand side, out ball to Arebo. Arebo back inside to Cullen. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pierces there, Bowers with header! And it's Charlton! Yes! Oh, it's Charlton!
1: Oh, he scores! Oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Dreamland!
7: Charlton have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it too! Guess it! Come on! What this a time to be a hero here at
6: Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! <laughs> oh. That you just, is unbelievable. You
7: just can't write this chance. Absolutely anymore. unbelievable. You just cannot. This is a chance I will remember for the rest of our lives. They just won't give up. They take the free kick quickly. quickly ball into the box, is superb, just comes down,
6: just needs a long just needs a long German Lovely leg, quick and it comes in. from Bauer. Josh Cullen and Arebo combined on the edge, Cullen just got enough space for the cross to the far side of the six-yard box, Bauer ahead of back and then he was blocked away and he swiped at it while he was on the floor and buried it with seconds remaining of this game and has that sent Charlton into the Championship. He just swiped a leg and took a
7: deflection on the line of Flanagan. Now Charlton needs to keep calm, see this game out. See this game out and you're you're in the Championship. I can't sit still. But are going crazy on the touchline. Jackson, likewise. These are Charlton people. They are Charlton. There's 38,000 Charlton fans here singing,
6: remembering this moment. The goalkeeper the Senators. The restart's is happening. Ledbetter's in the centre circle. Can Charlton see it out? Ball to the edge of the Charlton penalty area. Pierce sends it away. Yeah! And there it is!
1: Charlton won. Charlton promoted. We're in the championship. Jason, you come in. Jason, you. Yeah! We've done it. Oh my... It's quite incredible, Holly Groove, come here. It. It's absolutely incredible. <laughs> come
6: on, Oli Groove. Oh, <laughs> <it>. that's... <laughs> oh. I've, done it. I've done
7: it. I think I'm still on there, yep. <laughs> go see him. Go see him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow. Um, well, Jason, you and Ollie Groom get involved there right in, the but that was uh, commentary highlights from Valley Pass, Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley. And uh, I think it's safe to say they enjoyed that. I, th- I think I think they captured the uh, emotion of the event perfectly um, and reacted exactly how all of us did when that last minute goal went in. Um, I was waiting, I was looking, you know, thinking oh god another half an hour here we go because those last 10 minutes in particular tom had got really tense because you know it's on a knife edge i think sondland had a bit of a spell as well in that last 10 minutes it's only really in the added time that we had that cross for, for parker and obviously the, the goal from bauer so when you're going into those last few minutes and it's um you know on a on a knife edge as i said um it's nerve-wracking it's horrible but when you come out of it the right side of it my word
5: yeah, I uh, I said the same thing to my dad actually um, after the game. I thought up until about eighty five, eighty six minutes, the last ten minutes before that, Sunderland had been the better, and you know they hadn't exactly created a huge amount of chances. I think there was one from range that was straight at Dills, but there there wasn't a huge amount. But they seemed to be having a balance of possession and territory, and a lot of the game seemed to be happening up, up the other end of the pitch. And then from about eighty six, eighty seven minutes onwards, so for that final seven or eight minutes, we we actually started to turn it back on them and. Like you, I just started to think, right, it was at that point of the game where I thought, if Sunderland score now, there's no time for us to get back. So if we can just hold out till extra time, then then fine. And then we got a free kick and I thought, well, we might as well just give it everything we've got because there isn't any time for them to go up the other end and score. So let's just give it everything. If something happens, brilliant. If it doesn't, then, OK, we're into extra time. And, and that was kind of my thinking. I was just trying to keep myself composed. So I didn't have a heart attack, I think. And then I'd, I'd set my... Uh, stopwatch on my phone uh, at the the 90 minutes so I knew exactly what time we were on and, and was looking down I was like right this is now or, or never and I mean you said it yourself it was three minutes 56 into the four minutes of injury time and as I said earlier you, you couldn't have written it any better for us to score in front of the the Charlton fans in the very last seconds of the game to to get promoted to the championship it's it's the stuff of dreams and I mean those two sum it up perfectly because they can't commentate on it and, yeah. and who would have been able to in that situation yeah. You, as a Charlton fan it's we've waited so long for for something good to happen to us and I think that was the emotion it was this doesn't usually happen to us I think mean, you said it after the Doncaster victory good stuff doesn't seem to happen to us at the moment and for once, it did, and I mean, everyone in the stands just lost it as well. It was just a, a brilliant, brilliant moment.
2: Yeah, Finchy and, and Talia, and in a space of all tweet, you didn't saying they were they were enjoying the uh, the, the commentary. Finchy saying it set him off again as well, which uh, it did a little bit. When I was editing that this morning, listening back to it, although you know, you're always emotional when you've had a heavy night out, <laughs> which, is, which is what I had as well to celebrate last night. Um, the scenes, I mean, I absolutely loved just seeing the entire bench running down that touchline, you know, Jacko uh, getting involved in all, all the substitutes you had a little bit but then he seemed to just be trying to calm everyone down because there's still 10 seconds to play imagine if we had gone on to concede after that but um, th- those scenes were, were something that you're, you're never going to forget again at Wembley Stadium the National Stadium in front of your own fans th- th- there can be no better way to do it especially when it's one that I don't know where, where you nearly score and it comes back and then you do score so you've had that oh oh and then it goes in it's, it's just incredible isn't it
3: it was just unbelievable I mean, I like you said there. The way it sort of did a little bit of pinball around the box, and and then you know it takes an unfortunate deflection, doesn't it? Well, fortunate in our way, but then ends up nestling in the net. and You don't really believe it's real, and it was just it was just absolutely incredible. I mean, I I was an emotional wreck when it when it went in, and mm. I think everyone around me was. You know, you could just see you know people that had gone with family. I mean, Tom himself. You know, he's got to go. He went with his granddad yesterday, and and everything which is amazing and you saw people there that had gone with their families and people were putting up a load of pictures of them there in 98 and then pictures of them there yesterday and that was, things like that are amazing and just, it just, like like Tom said, th- nice things haven't happened to us lately and this season has just been probably one of my, probably my favourite as a childhood mm. fan because, we the champion the the year we were champions. I sort of felt that we would we would do well that season. But this year, as we said at the start, we thought we might struggle and to come out of all that and and all the stuff that we go through week after week and the silly Tuesday statements that we end up getting every every now and then and to come out of it, you know, lifting a trophy at Wembley in front of forty thousand Charlton fans that you know blew the roof off the place. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a day that I will I will never ever forget.
2: People were talking about whether. It- you know, whether we could win this and it may it may be like the rebirth of the club um, I mean it's great to see some of the old legends there like Kirbishley having a word with Boyer when the trophy was being handed over, was, was, was particularly special. We saw saw the likes of Powley down there. Graham Stewart was there. Stevie Brown was there. You know, all, all these former Charlton players as well coming together. And it, it just felt like, a, I could say, like a real proper Charlton occasion where no one really was thinking about what's you know what's to come because we still don't know. But to, to have our day in the sun like that at Wembley Stadium, as, as we've said, it, it doesn't come around too often and in particular in the circumstances we're in now. Um, it just makes it even more remarkable the job that Lee Bay has done this season, and for him to end his first full season as a manager, walking up those steps at Wembley to lift a trophy—I mean, it's the stuff that dreams are made of, Nev.
4: Yeah, I think um, Bo Bose has always said since the get-go that he's, you know, he's trying to bring that that club that he once knew back. And I think yesterday, and even before yesterday, you know, towards the end of the season, it started. Um, we did get, start. Start bringing it back, and, like I said earlier, when we was in the Green Man, everyone was forgetting about the stuff that you know all the the bad things that had happened, and what Bose has done, and Jacko and the rest of the the staff there and and obviously the players what they've done there has been amazing and we did we put we put all of those negative thoughts in the back burner and we we reaped the rewards for it yesterday, and everyone enjoyed it um but even before the game, everyone was enjoying themselves and it was just fortunate for us to um to obviously come out with that, with that, that win and that trophy and championship football next year. So, yeah. um, like you say, fresh, fresh late now. So the ball's back in the owner's court now, mm. um, and then we see what happens from there.
2: Yeah. Well, so the game itself, um, as we mentioned, I mean, we, we need to probably talk a little bit more in detail about the way we went behind. Um, I mean, I was one of many people who didn't really see it. I was having problems with with, with my microphone. I was sort of trying to rearrange that. I thought, you know, we were in safe possession. So it didn't really matter if I took my eye off the, off the pitch for a couple of seconds. And then all of a sudden I look up, I hear, I hear a groan or a gasp in fact, and and look up and see the ball rolling into the empty net. Um, you know, you watch it back on the replay, uh, Sars hit it back I mean you say obviously you're not really if you're passing it back to the goalkeeper under no pressure put it wide never put it on Mm. goal Uh, Dylan he's looked at it he thinks it's under his grasp he's got it he thinks he's got it so he's looked up to see who he's going to pass to then when he's looked down he realises the ball is actually a yard further away than where he thought it was and uh, absolute despair in his uh, as he desperately tries to get back and and save it but it rolls in and and now I guess it's so important how you react to that because I mean there was a five ten minute spell of shell sh- of, of everyone just being shell-shocked on yeah and
5: you heard it in the commentary there as well Greg and uh Tell saying we were defensively all over the place um I think the majority of the fault for that that particular moment has to lie with Dills because he said it himself it was a lack of concentration but they've both got to take a a portion of the blame um and it it was just stupid really um I don't know what what happened um and and as you say, I think all of us fans were shell-shocked. I think the players were as well because, again, we've had all of this build-up to this game and just being at Wembley and for those players, walking out in front of 80,000-odd people, all of that and then, you know, on the biggest stage to make that sort of mistake, after the season those two have had, uh, you know, so reliable, uh, so solid at the back. It was just, as I said earlier, it made me feel sick and then, Sunderland pounced on that and had another couple of chances. And what was brilliant was, first of all, there was another opportunity about a minute later to pass it back to Dills, which I don't know if it was Saar, but one of the players did and gave him another chance just to do that, which was fine. And then he had the chance to make a save. And uh, it wasn't an easy save either. It was a very good one. And, and you could just tell then that the whatever confidence might have been knocked was back. Uh, and from that, we just slowly started to grow back into the game. And from that point on, we looked fairly comfortable from that point but yeah it was just the the worst start you could ever have
2: imagined mm. Yeah, Mendon Green Asda says on the Cheltenham Life forum that the atmosphere yesterday was on another level—the best Cheltenham atmosphere I've heard. The Green Man Pub was pretty tasty beforehand as well. I probably probably saw you in there, Knave. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah um, so we talk about the atmosphere because, you know, like I said, there was a bit of a hush descending around the Cheltenham end after you know for five ten minutes after that. But then we did start to play our way back into the game. Taylor had that that long shot. We saw a couple of moves around the edge of the box break down. But then the goal that we scored to, to level up was a. St- Stunning move, a rebo involved, Dick still with a flick, that beautiful cross from uh from Lyle Taylor, Darren Prattley doing everything he can to head the floor and uh, and then uh, Ben Perriton on hand. And he has been starting to arrive late in the box quite a bit over the last few weeks of the season. So I wasn't shocked actually to see him uh, get a goal, but it come it came at the right time because I think if we'd gone in at half time one 0 down with that, you know, with that goal being the, the way we'd done that. That would have been a real psychological blow, but the fact we played our way back into it and scored a really high quality goal, Lewis, it's, it that you know, really sets you up quite nicely for the second half.
3: It does, yeah, and it just shows the the mental strength of the side and and you know what Lee Bowyer's coached them to do for the whole season. You know, we, it could have been really easy for the guys to completely drop their heads um, when when we'd conceded that goal, um, but the, the move for that goal was just. Fantastic and Lyle put in a perfect cross and and I'm happy for Ben Perrington as well because I think he's really come on over the last sort of uh, couple of games. I think he's been brilliant. I was really impressed with him at both legs with Rotherham and I was really impressed with him again yesterday and obviously nearly got his goal against Rochdale, didn't he? But obviously got chalked for the own goal. But um, I've just it was just I was really happy and I think once we'd got that, it sort of settled the nerves again. It was we were back on level peg and we almost started the game again, if you like and. It was good to get in at halftime, one all, as you said, uh, and then kick on for the second half.
2: Mm, the way the second half sort of panned out, Nafe, um, it Again, it, it, there weren't there wasn't many chances in in either half, really. But um, I felt I felt like the substitutions that, that both sides made to then, you know, when they then sort of made their their, their move to try and go on to win the game. We bought on a Johnny Williams who. Was, was excellent, I thought. He ran with the ball well. He, he dragged plays. He was getting kicked a hell of a lot, but he, he, he you know stood up to that. They bought on Aidan McGeady, probably not quite as fit as he wanted to be. He'd missed the last five games. They clearly were rushing him back on. Every time he got the ball, he had a shot, and he, he didn't have the sort of effect that Williams had for us. I mean, again, Will Grigg for them, he didn't do too much when he came on, and, and I felt like our substitutes made a bit more of a difference than theirs did.
4: Yeah, I think the change in, uh, the change in formation helped. Um I think the first for me, the first half up until we scored Catamo and Ledbetter, you could see that there was an experienced side. I thought they were handling the occasion a little bit better. If even if you took out the Dills thing, um, I still think they looked a bit more assured on the ball. I think Aribo wasn't getting in the spaces that we we've probably seen him to. Um and then I think when obviously Bose made that change, dropped the three and then made it into a back Back four I just think you were pushing someone else a bit further forward um, with obviously Billick there and giving Arebo more of a licence to go into those little pockets so and then yeah I think Williams' dynamism or if I've said that right has definitely changed the game stretched him a little bit got a couple of free kicks and um, So, yeah, and then I think also I'll give a special mention Prattley because I think he was... Oh, man, he was brilliant. He he was, Uh, again... Big Dazza. Yeah, again, I mean, you know, I know he's probably... Which we're not going to shy away from. He's not the most technically gifted of players we've got in the team, but we said on Thursday, Wednesday show, Thursday show, I can't remember which one it was, we did say there was possibly a a chance that he could start for his Mm. experience. And I think that first half, he he epitomised mm. uh, the performance that we needed in a final that's going to be tense and nervous and I thought he was absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I think our, our, the, the change in the system definitely, uh, definitely, I think, won us the game. Yeah,
2: it was, it was interesting as well that the other change we suggested might happen would be Saar for Pearce, um which eventually did happen at half-time because obviously Saar was on a yellow card, uh, had, had already dived in to another challenge whilst on that yellow card so I wasn't again wasn't shocked to see him replace and Piercy came in and we know what you're going to get from Piercy and and that's exactly the sort of thing you need in a a difficult Wembley final when there's going to be a Sutherland team pumping balls into the area as well which they 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 tried to do a couple of times Um, so then as we're we're going towards that last sort of as we said last 10 minutes it's going to get a little bit open we're under a little bit of pressure but we survive and then we get into the the added time and I mean we nearly saw what would have been I mean it's a great moment already but it would have been a hell of a a moment as well if if, uh, Josh Bark Home that cross for his first goal, but the actual goal itself is excellent work down that left-hand side between Aribo and Cullen lots of lovely flicks which you know you'll have some supreme confidence to be doing that at the end of a game when you just want to whip the ball into the, the penalty area but Cullen used a, an excellent flick to make a bit of space and to whip it into the uh, into the area and then Pearson Bauer both at the far post uh, Bauer attacks it wins the header comes back off the defender and then Bauer just swings a leg at it it's going in before it takes a deflection into the back of the net and I mean like, like we said those scenes were remarkable but just to, to win it in that way after the years we've had um it's still i mean there was i say i was i was bawling i was in absolute tears um but it's it's such a relief as well because uh, this is me getting a bit greedier we had a free kick on about 65 minutes that i, and I remember thinking oh, this is quite a good position and i remember thinking back in my mind saying if we score now it's gonna be a long nervous wait before the final whistle we score with four seconds left literally that- all they could do was pump the ball towards the edge of the box piercey won the header and that was that and you know there's absolutely there's nothing sunderland can do then tom that's it
5: yeah and um As I said earlier, if you're writing the script, that's exactly what you want. And I'm the same as you. I was slightly more pessimistic in that at 65 minutes, I was thinking if they score, we've still got plenty of time to get back in it. Um, But then the later that goes on, as I say, you get towards 80, 90 minutes and you think, right, if they score now, that's us done, Um, especially as they started to have that pressure. So... After all that, to then have that little chance at the end. As I say, I'd pretty much sort of psyched myself up for a, for extra time. Um, being Charlton Sunderland, I kind of expected that from the moment the game kicked off anyway. And so it was almost a bonus. And, and as you said, what was so amazing about it was he has that header and it and it gets saved or blocked or whatever. And you, you've you almost celebrated and then you're still on the come down from that. And then the ball goes in and you, you go back up again. And, and it just went absolutely mad. And it was just... It was just the perfect moment to uh, what's been a, a almost perfect season, really. And again, if you go back to that Sunderland game at the start of the season, there's no way I'd have ever dreamt I'd be saying that. But I said it the other week. It's easily my favourite season I've I've had as a Charlton fan. The work Bowyer's done on the pitch, and I'm focusing very much on on the pitch and the players, and and that that aspect of things um, has been just just absolutely amazing and yeah. and he said it himself in his in that that speech that's been doing the rounds you know th- what he's created it it is unique and uh I'm sure there aren't many dressing rooms that have that sort of unity and that that never say die attitude and, and Greg said it in the commentary that this team just don't know when they're beaten at all they never ever ever give up and it's just it's so special and to win it in that fashion was just just unreal
2: London in geezer says that Williams was my man of the match despite just a, a cameo uh, appearance Adele the uh, the resident Charlton live singer now what a day I've ended this is in fairness I read this earlier this is quite a, this is quite an afternoon what a day I ended up on crutches our coach caught fire on the way home and I saw myself on TV so proud to be part of the Charlton journey you have done As proud boys I'm still singing that's Adele I mean that is quite a remarkable afternoon I, think, you went, um,
4: to... I bumped into her in and her fella yesterday Bill, yeah. and Bill... is that how she
2: ended up on crutches
4: yeah uh, I don't know but Bill did say that she she is tone deaf So she can't sing.
2: Ah, that's (laughs) a shame. (laughs) Never mind, eh? Cliff Scales, I was there in 98, but somehow yesterday has topped that. We're now in the championship. We can get our players to sign contracts. And of course, Lee Boyer will surely get a new contract as well. The winning goal yesterday is something we will never forget. It is what dreams are made of. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about contract situations as well later on in the show. We've had loads of tweets coming in, so I'm going to try and make sure I get to all of them uh, throughout the show. Uh, But our timeline's been quite busy, so if if I miss any, I'm going to apologise in advance because there's all sorts of stuff over the timeline some of which are, is for reading out on the show so I'm going to try and catch as much of that now Now, someone uh, we all desperately want to hear on uh, hear from is the man himself Lee Bowyer who has guided us in his first full season as a manager to the championship he spoke to Terry after the game and Terry asked him if there was a better way to win a game of football than like that
8: no it's perfect I think the, the, the lads just keep going you know they, they never know when to stop and um they need all, They should get all the praise that they deserve. All the praise that they get because they've been machines all season, and, and I'm so proud of them. You know, and uh, and now everyone's going home happy, and, and we're back to where we should be. We should be minimum in the championship. You know, this this club's far too good for League One. So uh, I'm, I'm so happy for the fans and to, to experience this, and, and and to we've all been on this journey together and to finish it off like that and there wasn't even enough time for them to even get near a goal it was just perfect
9: We've uh, we've had a few chats through this season and, and at the very beginning you said uh, promotion minimum minimum you wanted top two would have been ideal but uh, isn't a bare way to get
8: it? And that's probably a better way to do it because then you, you get a day out at Wembley as well so uh, but yeah no, that, that was what I wanted and, 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 and we've done it so um, yeah I'm, 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 I'm delighted and not just that We've Rebrought the, the fans And the players Back together And, and There's so much That we've, we've achieved This season As a football club So uh, Yeah it's, it's, it's Probably the most Well it is the most Proudest time of, of my whole career There are certain ways Of winning football matches
9: There are the Usual way The normal way And then there's the Charlton way We, uh, we score a goal From them to let them start
8: the, the game in front And then uh, we have to Claw our way back Yeah We don't do nothing easy Do we? um but uh, again just that make them as players stronger um Dylan to, for, for for that mistake and that there is nowhere for him to go and then like he, he had to dig himself out of it and, and he did and to do that he, for me he's got so much experience from today so much and uh but yeah they, they, they all did they all done exceptionally well from, from
9: start to finish you've, uh, you've mentioned loads of times uh, especially after away games but uh, even after the semi-finals the crowd uh, and the way they, uh, they take you on that crystal wave um, we went
8: 1-0 down and then they just got beyond just even more Yeah that, again like we were just talking about in there like the, the atmosphere was unreal and the noise they was making when we was 1-0 down and we equalised and then the place just erupted even louder and then they was just we was on top you know and then they was getting behind us constantly and I can't thank them enough you know like I'm just so pleased that they was here to to, to, to witness what we've just done and and they' and, and they play a massive part in it I've said it so many times and and I'm proud of them you know because this football club has, has been in bad times but now to, to to get back to the championship and they've played a massive part in that
9: you needed experienced heads, especially in that second half You
8: brought on Jason Pearce i yep. guessing that's because of Naby's booking And uh, you didn't want to take the risk Yeah, Naby had been booked and he made a tackle not long after He'd been booked and, and he was lucky He just got a little nick on the ball Because so that would have been his second yellow, And he would have been off so, uh, Plus I wanted to change the formation I wanted us to go into the diamond and then really go for him And uh, yeah, so it, it all worked And when you needed impetus in that second half You brought on Johnny Williams and he certainly provided it Yeah, the game was opening up. There was a lot of space. Um, So yeah, he, uh, Johnny Williams, he's good at carrying the ball. I knew he'd get us up the pitch and and maybe make something happen. So um, again, it was was all positive, you know. And and I felt like we was on top at that time.
9: You'd all be making plans for uh, extra time by the time uh, Patrick Bauer swiped that one in.
8: Yeah, yeah. We thought obviously it was going to go extra time, but thankfully we that didn't happen.
9: So uh, enjoy. It. I mean, lots of uh, people now talking to you about contracts. I'm sure that uh, this uh, this will help uh, in that uh, in that, in those discussions that you're going to have from the off season. But I guess uh, it's now about just enjoying tonight
8: and enjoying the, enjoying the summer. Enjoy the night. Enjoy the night, and then uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, that's that's the least of my worries now. I just want to enjoy this moment because not many you don't get these moments many times in, in in your career, and so I want to enjoy it with with everybody.
9: As a fan, and uh, on behalf of all the fans that were in, uh, uh, nearly forty thousand of them in there, just want to say thank you, thank you to you and the team. It's been superb. Thank you. Cheers.
10: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
1: from Solly, so
5: Solly wins the ball and then stabs it forward Grant's gonna put Turner under pressure, Turner an experienced defender no goes way. down but no way a foul and Grant's got away and burst into the penalty
11: area Switch it across and
5: no, it's there! and Charles scored in front of the away fans it was Grant up against Turner. Turner went down claiming a free kick. It definitely wasn't. Grant burst into the penalty area, fired the ball across the six-yard box, and there was Lyle Taylor for his third league goal of the season to knock it in. past Mark Oxley and the Addicts in a scrappy opening 12 minutes in the second half of taking the lead. Every time I, move, every
10: step that I, take. I look, it's right in front of my face. My We'll on
1: the
2: there we go. That was Lee Bowyer speaking to Terry Smith in the mix zone down at Wembley Stadium after he uh, guided us to the championship, and uh, yeah, delighted. Still very understated. I think he'd done about 50 interviews by the time he got round to Terry, but I mean, it was great. It was great to see him. You know, lifting the trophy, the, the, the way he reacted when that when that winner went in, and, and you know how he was at full time. Um, it was interesting, actually. I listened to his interview as well with, with uh, Colin Murray on on Quest TV. About he asked him, you know, what would you say to to Dylan Phillips at half time after what happened? And He said, nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do now. You can't go back and change it. all about the positives and the fact that that we're we, you know we 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 ended that half strongly with a goal. So it, it, it goes to show he, he's got his his own management style. Uh, and as well as the ability to change things ta- tactically as well, which we've seen throughout the the course of the season, and both of those um, came in handy yesterday, Lewis.
3: Yeah, I thought both subs worked absolutely perfectly. I think Naby was a little bit rattled maybe after after the uh, the own goal, um, as as it, as levo said there about the about the tackle. I did think he was sort of playing it a little bit too close to the line. I was a little bit worried he was going to get sent off, and I wasn't really surprised to see. Uh, Jason Pearce come on for the second half, and I thought he was he was brilliant again. He's just such a warrior. Uh, and again, Johnny Williams, when he came on, I just thought I thought he was brilliant. He a tired sort of Sunderland defence really struggled to deal with him um, in the latter stages, and he he drew a lot of fouls, um, and I think that just really helped. And we ended up obviously nicking the winner. And it's just I, I literally I just can't get over it. I'm just so happy. Just mm. what a, what a day.
2: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy C said I guarantee the Trump fans got 10 times the joy out of yesterday than Man City fans got out of winning the league uh, 10 times at least yeah I'm sure we did Um, as well Rob Petty uh, sent us a DM as well, he said yesterday was a bloody mad but excellent game, an utter emotional rollercoaster with a last gas winner against a worthy opponent steeped within our recent history too. Wow, still on Cloud9. It was an immense day with immense support. It was Charlton, a family and a community club. I was there with my dad, my son, my nephew, my sister, mum and friends. Bloody brilliant. We cheered, cried, sang, jumped around like loons and all stood there in utter disbelief. We've done it. The team's done it. Bo and JJ have done it. Uh, the team and Dan's are reunited and fans I'm guessing that's meant to be are reunited uh is this the rebirth of our wonderful beautiful club Roland soon to be gone hopefully uh thanks guys for your awesome podcast and commentary this season uh they're brilliant that's very kind of you uh Rob and uh yeah I'm glad you enjoyed your day I'm glad you also found Nathan's uh selfie uh Nathan's face on on Wembley Way <laughs> which many of you had a selfie with uh I did as well is uh something we look forward to Nathan did you enjoy having your big face there
4: yeah well, to be fair, I was more happy that no one um vandalized it. yeah <laughs> I was expecting many pictures of many sort of um appendages organs yeah. or if you can call it that but uh yeah no uh, and and maybe words that are four letters long but um no it was it, it was yeah it was nice. funny And yeah. <laughs> yeah but no it was good it was um good laugh seeing your boy's face when it was hilarious. So, um, <laughs> Uh, like Tom and Tom and Amy's one, that's a good one. But yeah. it was one for, I think, Glenn, uh, it was is it Glenn Marshall? I think it was one,
2: and, uh, and then a couple of kids in there who were giving it a good go, so.
4: Yeah, no, it was <laughs> a good good crack.
2: Yeah, no, it was good. Steve Nutley said, uh, Red red and White Army, what a day, what a dream of a day uh, we are going up. Sebo, I'm not afraid to admit that when that, winner, uh, when that winner went in at the final whistle, I broke down in tears at Wembley, and I don't cry easily, but what a day right up there uh, with, and just as special, as uh, 1998. Jane's asking, wonder what you're going to talk about this week uh, as it's been a boring weekend. Yeah, I think there's like a slight hint of sarcasm there. Paul Griffiths is off to celebrate in Portugal with uh, uh, with his son Barney. So I hope you enjoy that, uh, Paul. Um, yeah, London, Nick Giza says, on, on, on such a massive high yesterday at full time, then the Q... And the walk back to the underground was a killer. By the time we got back to the pub at Charing Cross, we were emotional and physical wrecks. It was still forced a couple of beers down my neck, though. Uh, what a day. I'm still on cloud nine. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I understand like there was uh, uh, room for a, a, a fair bit of... Uh Tiredness to set in after an, a, an emotional day like that, especially when you expend a lot of energy with celebrations. But um, I, I got out after. I, mean, I know Naeve did because he came where I was. Tom, you got back to a curry quite early, didn't you? Yeah. What, Lou, what did you get up to? Um,
3: well, I was I was in box parts at about nine. Yeah. So uh, I think after that, I was just I don't know if I was drunk or just tired because mm-hmm. I was just I was just emotionally drained. I think I was all up for. Going out again in Central London once we got back, but I yeah. think as soon as I sat down on the tube, I was ko.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, we got. I went back to some Pancras, Weatherspoons, and there was there was a few Sunderland fans in there, obviously, and I've, they looked so dejected, uh, but they did have some nice words for us when they were leaving, like wishing us all the best for next season and, and whatnot. But uh, once the majority of those had left, and the Charlton fans kept streaming in, it was a great sort of sing song in the pub, and I really it was a brilliant night. Uh, to, to celebrate promotion. Brian Cole said, I'm in absolute bits here. Uh, the, the commentary from, from Terry and Greg was amazing. If you don't win an award for that, I will buy you one. <laughs> High standard all season. But that was wow. Uh, just wow. Uh, love you, boys. That's from uh, from Brian. who's done some good jobs. Uh, done a good job on the big screen as well, interviewing Sasa Ilic yesterday before the game. So well done to you, Brian. I'm glad you... I'm sure you enjoyed your your part of the day. Dean Chapman uh, says, a truly memorable day with my family, a rollercoaster of a day. Only now uh, can we enjoy the game. A big thanks to Bo, Jacko and the players for a fantastic season uh, and to all the Charlton live team for doing the commentaries and shows during the season. We all uh, lived the dream. Thank you, Dean and uh, Finchie says, what a fabulous day. Uh, Good to be sat near Nathan for the game uh but uh bit bit too close to some more infamous characters though we're not going to go into that Nathan. um yeah uh keep up 98 says still on our way back home from the game we came up from france so if we had lost it would have been quite a long one an amazing day what a game what a moment at the end we are going up say so we are going up well well done there are so many people who came from all over the world to watch the addicts and i'm so pleased that they got their reward uh we still got plenty of messages to come uh we still got to talk about the future uh because there's still a lot up in the air really isn't there but and and that includes for this particular man here patrick bauer um scored the winning goal but his contract is up at the end of the season of course so uh but he came into us into to to speak to us in the mix zone after the game and uh, and we asked him to talk us through uh, that moment where he sent charlton back to the championship
12: no, I can't. Actually, I, I saw the highlights. First, I, I thought it was after corner, but uh, then I saw that it was, wasn't after corner, that it was like during the game, so I, I can't really describe it. I, I just I wanted to help the team. I said it a few times. The boys were joking before the game because all season I haven't scored a goal and i said to them this morning during breakfast uh, that maybe today is the day and i was score a uh, uh, goal that helps the team and i'm absolutely delighted that it succeeded uh,
11: you had one you had one header that was saved and it sort of came back towards you you just threw your foot at it, I th- you probably don't remember but I think you yeah. just threw your foot at it the yeah, second time
12: I, I remember that I had and the ball came back to me and then I just like wanted to smash it in and then I, it was deflected again but, but it doesn't matter how, how the, the goal happened, but we are just happy that we, we managed to win.
11: How would you contrast that feeling to the feeling when <laughs> that three cone goal happened in the first few minutes, Like, what what was going through your head at that stage? I
12: mean, it, it's a nightmare start, to be honest, like you don't wish to start a player final like this, but individual mistakes happen, And uh, but we had still a lot of time to play so we knew that uh, if we if we play our game, we get our chances, we can we can turn the game and that's what we've done today.
11: And what a few weeks for you. So, so you're, you had a, a baby on the day, the second leg, your partner, correct? And you played yeah, against Doncaster on yeah, the second leg. it was
12: crazy two you weeks. Talk, about, talk about that as well? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy to weeks, to be honest. Like, Thursday night, my, my wife told me, oh, we have to go to the hospital and um, yeah she, she, she had to stay in the hospital and in the morning I, I got a call that she's about to deliver I rushed to the hospital to like be there uh, supportive but at the same time I also had to think about a game so it, it, it wasn't easy but uh, I, I said to her that she timed it well, very well Yeah, that I still managed uh, to be able to play the,
11: the semi final so after the end of a long season and just uh, you know recently born baby you must be tired mentally and physically you, you for a break now? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely
12: ready for the break. Just the, the one thing is, my, my wife did now n- night shifts all the week with the baby, so she said after Sunday you have to do it. So, yeah, <laughs> it will, will be tough but exciting. I'm absolutely delighted also that that we have now a deserved
2: holiday. And
9: well, good luck. Thank you for talking. Thank you well, see so you've got
2: think about your future now as well. You, the contract with Charlton's coming up. Have you had any further thoughts on what could happen next?
12: Uh, t- tonight, I just want to like celebrate the moment. I mean, it was four tough tough uh, years at Charlton, and we just want to enjoy the moment. Um, yeah, and, and after, in the next few days, I mean, from the club, probably they want to also speak with me about the future, and we, we will do that. And they haven't spoken to you No. no. Cool. Um,
9: at 1 1, while the players were celebrating, you went straight over to Dylan
12: Phillips. What did you say to him? I said, 1 1? Uh, the, the first goal, yeah? Yeah, you. Uh, ah, I said to him, come on, keep your head up, nothing happened, we still have enough time. Uh, to, to turn the game and uh, I mean after he had an outstanding save and um, and yeah it, w- it was very good and I mean everyone believes in our team, we believe in each other and we, we knew that we, we can win the game.
6: And the backline was key to that period after 1-0 where Sunderland smelt blood, they wanted a second, they, they knew you guys were rocked by that blunder.
12: Yeah I, I mean we, we conceded a goal out of nowhere like apart from that they, I don't really remember that they had a lot of chances uh, I mean we were, we were st- staying solid and um, we were practicing like, all week like, like corners because also Chaco said and Boris said, said that uh, moments like this can like, decide, decide a game
2: is this the biggest game where you've ever had to
6: change the shape of the back line? Because it's obviously saying you you, you, you you don't often see a back
2: line change so frequently.
12: In the yeah, de- 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 this yeah de- definitely. I can say like this was the biggest game of my career somehow.
2: So there we go, the big friendly German. Um, the the match winner for the Addicts at Wembley Stadium and uh, what a couple of weeks it's been for him of course becoming a, a a father recently for the for the first time on the day of the uh, playoff semi-final here at the second leg with Doncaster uh, coming back and playing and then uh, scoring the winner at Wembley, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, fascinating that he is of course out of contract, um, one of many, didn't really want to talk about it as, as, as we heard there yesterday Lewis but You know, I mean, getting into the championship might add a a slightly different dimension to that because he wants to play championship football, but it will still come down to, you know, and we said we're going to have to talk about the future, you know, contract situations for the manager, for plenty of players, for coaching staff and whatnot, will come down to how much the owner wants to keep him and how desperate he is to keep him because he's made it quite clear he's not actually that interested in, in what's going on down here anymore. Yeah, and it's just criminal, really, but... I'd like to think,
3: you know, the now that we're going to be playing championship football next season, it makes us like, a little bit more attractive to the players, you know, the likes that sort of are looking to play championship football next season. The, you know, the Pat Bowers, the Joe Rebos, people like that. I'd like to think it makes us that bit more attractive. But like you say, it, it comes down to, to what Roland wants to put into it. I mean, I'd like to think that he's, I know he's, he's wanting to sell and offload it and he has no time for us, which... It's just ridiculous, but you'd like to think that he's gonna put enough into it to keep it afloat because what's the point in doing all the hard work now and, and having the day we had yesterday if you're not gonna try and stabilize it and keep the club in the championship next season and keeping the likes of, you know, Patrick Bower, who's been I think has been immense this season, is is surely key to that. Keeping those bodies, trying to keep that squad together. Lee Bowyer says week after week what they've got in the in the dressing room is is unique and and the team spirit is so high and you get that from every player when they do a post-match interview. Every player always refers to how high that team spirit is and the bond that the group of players have. And that was so instrumental in getting us to where we are now. So surely it's got to be completely paramount that we keep that together, including mm. Lee Boyer and Johnny Jackson.
2: Mm. I mean, it would be criminal, wouldn't it, Nath, if... If Lee Bayer is allowed to slip through our fingers now, um, it's still up for grabs. Uh, you know, he, Until he's signed on the dotted line, then he's free to sign for someone else as well if they come in with a better offer. So I mean, it's a remarkable situation to be in that we're here on a, a promotion special show and we haven't got half the players sorted for next season or even the manager.
4: Yeah, not only criminal, I think it'd be criminally insane. Um, but that probably fits nicely into, obviously... Him, not Bowie, obviously, um, but yeah, it's 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 in, it is mental. <laughs> I can't really put. I mean, even you know, all around the media yesterday, they were saying how crazy the situation is. Now you've got a manager who's on the cusp before the game, the cusp of taking Charlton up, and he's still got four weeks of his contract left. So, but this is the time now for him to, you know, for the owner to try and do something right for a change and try and get the moving the club on and just if he, if he wants to sell the club, which he's come out and said that he wants to do, then I'm pretty sure new owners aren't going to probably want to get rid of Bo. Yeah? Well, if they did that, then they ain't going to start off on the on the right footing with any of the fans. So it's just, just give him the contract. I'd give him what he wants. Look what he's done with nothing. Not spent a penny. Look at the players that what Sunderland had yesterday. Will Grigg, four million. You know, pay players like McGeady. And what Bose has done is absolutely crazy. So... Just give him what he wants, and the the backroom staff as well.
2: Now, Colin Hart tweets in saying, Louise, I know you will, and I don't know how to personally thank Lee Bayer and the boys. (laughs) He did did apologise for the extra E after, but he called me Louise. (laughs) I know you will, and I don't know how to personally thank uh, Lee Bayer and the boys and the backroom staff for giving Charlton Athletic back to us uh, yesterday. And for the season, a big thanks to you boys on Charlton Live as well. Come on, you addicts. Uh, We are going up. Yeah, it was... uh, a very special day yesterday. Mike Larkin says it could happen. Back-to-back promotions, you never know. Come on, uh, CAAFC. Well, it, it's unlikely <laughs> considering what's going on. But you do never know. Like I said at the start of uh, this season, I wasn't expecting to get promotion at all. Uh, Mark Newington said it was an incredible day yesterday. I was sat in the upper tier about two rows from the top and the atmosphere was just incredible with the noise and the energy from the beginning to the end. An amazing day that will stay with me uh, forever. Mark Skipper says, I think if the sale goes through next week, then Patrick... Would stay. And obviously, yeah, I mean, if a sale goes through next week, then that changes everything uh but it's just a suggestion that there probably isn't a sale going through next week as it stands now we've got a dm as well from ian Lovett. it says uh on the 24th of may 1998 my wife gave birth to our third and final child and the next day i collected them to bring them home so i could get off to wembley emotions were high that day on friday it was peter's 21st and he came back from bristol to join me and marcus plus uh wife joe and becky and all my mates to have another emotional day so from 21 hours to 21 years the same outcome i'd call it destiny I only missed six home matches uh, Six matches, home and away this year, and held the faith. Uh, thanks to all the Charlton Live team. Love the show, and can't wait for today's episode. That's from uh, Chiswick Addicts as well. Ian, thanks for your uh, for your message there. There's so many people like fa- like I say, a really f- a family occasion for, for a lot of people there. Uh, I was I was doing some interviews out on on uh, Wembley Way before the game um, for uh, for for Radio London, discussing how thoughts of how people thought the game might go. And I spoke to, to one chap in particular who was there with his son, Henry. Uh, and he was, sort of, he was sort of about how it, it was emotional for him because, you know, his father wasn't. He was there in 98, but he, obviously he, he couldn't go now. He wasn't there now to, to go. And and it, it had, you know, his voice wavered there because it's the sort of thing you want to take with your family. But at the same time, he got to take Henry um and so that i'm so glad that he would he would have got to share that experience with his son uh henry said that his old man kept banging on about 98 all throughout the all throughout the week uh leading up to it as well so something that uh, they could both enjoy addict son on the Charlton and life forum said uh from the commentary that we've done it tell summed it up perfectly some fantastic skills uh bought us the the two goals as well cat addict says just three words b f and g and that's uh yeah certainly how we feel uh after you say so it's going well, i still got your emails to come. Um, just before, I mean, might not be the best time to talk about it, Tom, but looking ahead to next season, briefly, what's the aim? Staying up? Getting promotion? Champions. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I, think, yeah I think realistically, it's probably it staying just, up. Just beating Mill? <laughs> Uh Well, that would be
5: an achievement above all the others, I think, to be honest. But yeah, anywhere lower mid-table, I think. It's it all going to depend on the summer, really. I think... If we were to get a takeover, Aribo, Boya, Lyle were all to sign, even Paddy were to sign new contracts and we then have money to invest, you think, well, why can't we push higher than that? Because when we went up with Powell, we were a few points off the the playoffs by the end of that season. So it shows that that's that's possible. But I think if we're being realistic, um, I think lower mid table, I'd be pretty happy with that. It's just nice to be playing some some actual football teams again this year Um, it'll be nice to be doing some new away days uh, not having to go to the likes of MK Dons or or Tranmere although I know Naif's particularly gutted about that one Um, (laughs) Dean (laughs) FC so yeah I think we've just got to wait and see what happens um the summer will, will determine a lot of where I think realistically we could finish. But I think if we were to finish anywhere in the middle of the table next year, I'd be pretty pleased.
2: Mm, excellent stuff. Right. Um, if you've gone your entire career so far without scoring a league goal uh, and of course not scoring at all for, for Cholton yet, I guess the best time to break your duck would be at Wembley Stadium. Uh, and Ben Perrington did just that. Um, he came to speak to me in the tunnel after the game and uh, admitted there's no better, better way to win the game uh, than the way that we did.
11: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie, there's no better time to score it than that. Um, it's my first league goal you class, that as a league goal, I scored in the FA Cup a few times, but yeah, never scored in the league and what a time to do it. Um, the lads were unbelievable, we started to finish um first 30 minutes to be honest, we weren't at it, but one of those you go into the game and what a result it was and again to, to have a
2: last minute winner like that at Wembley Stadium to get promotion
11: I mean there's uh, you, could, you could tell by the reaction of the Cheltenham fans as well that it was, it was a great feeling yeah well, there's, I don't think there's any better feeling than that um, scoring last minute how we did um, it's just one of those you've gone throughout the whole game and you're trying to get that result and then when it happens you're like oh, oh why? Wow, it kind of takes you back because as soon as we scored it's like if we can see it now it's going to be devastation but the fans are unreal throughout you heard them throughout the whole time it 38,000 of them um, but yeah unreal and obviously
2: John had to react from such an awful start to the game and, and Dylan who's been so dependable for us this season uh, putting a foot wrong like that but they did react and, and you know showed a lot of character I guess to come back from that
11: yeah well Dylan's been unbelievable yeah, year and it's just one of those mistakes happen like that you see it at every level um, it's just a shame it happened on a on a day like this at Wembley but Credit to Dill, he's been top draw all year. Um, the amount of clean sheets he's kept, the amount of saves he's made, he's been unbelievable. So it's one of those where it just happens. I've, I've made mistakes in the time, people scoring goals, people let goals in like that. It's just one of those, one of those things that happen. It's easier as a team to keep your head when that's happened because it's so early in the game as well. Yeah, it's early on, there's a lot of time for it to come, you come back into the game. And I think when we got the equaliser I think. We just settled. We just settled into the game. and I think it, it, a lot different um, after he scored the equaliser. Um,
2: for you, for yourself, of course, your loan's officially over now. Challenging the. In the, in the championship this season have you, have you thought about what you'd like to do for, for next year
11: honestly I'm still under contract at Rotherham so it's one of those I've got to see what happens in the summer I've enjoyed every minute of my um, time at Cheltenham um, and away from the club Rotherham so it's one of those i 51 games this year which I've enjoyed every minute of and it's, I've just got to see what happens to be honest how the next few weeks pan out you um, be open to coming back 100% yeah um, the lads here, the group that we have the manager everything it's just the fans it's a great club it's a great club yeah, yeah, they' really found we it score one from Char one of those where the club means means a bit to me now and it 's one of those waves see what happens in some apartment in Duncan <laughs> now no, <laughs> <know
2: about that. laughs> yeah. Yeah. there we go Ben the cat Purrington uh, after his uh, his maiden goal for the addicts uh, got us back into that game in the playoff final yesterday against Sunderland at Wembley um yeah, very much open to, to coming back by the sounds of it, you know obviously he hasn 't featured at all for for Rotherham this season he spent the first half of the season on loan at, at Wimbledon uh, then was recalled to come to us um you know we swapped divisions with Rotherham now so and i mean do, do you think he'd he'd come back lewis if if like i say if the price was right but i don't know if that's a phrase we can use around here at the moment but if <laughs> if the opportunity arose
3: yeah i'd lo- i'd like to see him come back i think i mean obviously we can't really sort of talk transfers or anything at the moment because you don't know what's going on but if there was an if there was an opportunity for him to come back on a permanent basis I'd I'd be more than welcome to that I think he's he's been really solid since he's come in he reminds me quite a, a bit like Royce Wiggins he's just a bit like a 7 out of 10 player every week isn't he but the last the last couple of weeks when we've really needed him to step up he really has and it would be yeah I'd like him to come back it seems that he's really taken to the football club and he'd be a really good fit here so hmm. If the, if the option's there, then, yeah, I'd, I'd love him to come back.
2: Mm, right, i got a few emails that come in. Matthias says, hi, lads. Wow, what can I say? A brilliant season which has ended uh, in us being promoted to the Championship and only just hit me, really. Uh, when the full-time whistle went, what a moment when Bauer put the ball into the back of the Wembley net. Seeing the celebrations at the end was unbelievable. Lee Boyer has done a brilliant job. Where is his contract? It'll be interesting to see who is still at the club. Uh, next season that's when matthias thanks for your your uh <laughs> your, your tweet and <laughs> stephen taylor uh says that louis sounds like wenger i didn't see it <laughs> it's probably true with the uh the the goal by uh by nabby saw uh, just for the record as well I put this on twitter yesterday so in the, in the player of the year interviews with with nabby we were talking about his free kick at wembley uh, at wimbledon and we said if you score a free kick at Wembley we'll get your name tattooed on us not if you just score so and even if he did say that i mean own goals surely don't count i mean it, no. if i If I had to get my name tattooed on, Naby Sar's name tattooed on me because of that, I think I'd be sending Dylan Phillips a bill. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right, uh, Freddie Wells. Hi, guys. Well, I'm struggling to put into words how I'm feeling, so sorry if this is a bit of a ramble, but I was absolutely stunned. Before yesterday, all I dreamed of was watching Charlton uh, at Wembley, but I never thought of actually winning. Not that I'm a pessimist, it's just that with Charlton we don't get nice things. Arriving at Wembley, I was already on cloud nine and uh, I just sat there and savored the moment. As for the game itself, it wouldn't be chum if we didn't make it hard for ourselves. I felt for Phillips and Saar. Both have been tremendous this season. And I didn't want it to end that way for both of their sakes. Equaliser before half time was important. Uh, and I couldn't believe it that we scored the winner with four seconds from the end. You could definitely tell which team had gone through. Uh, extra time and penalties in the semi the boys looked exhausted but uh, after all they've done this season they kept going right to the end believing they had one more chance Josh Cullen was my man of the match he controlled the midfield alongside Prats and Billick Uh, let's hope he goes back to West Ham and gets into the first team he deserves a chance after this season we're going to hear from uh, Cullen in a minute Williams changed the game Uh, also Sunderland were pushing us back and Williams came on and changed that balance giving us an outlet with his dribbles uh, he said, I can't think of a bad substitution that Bowie has made in his managerial career thus far. The celebrations were brilliant and we've deserved it after what we've uh, put up with. Yes, but I feel like pointing out actually that everyone who slacked us off for pitch invading uh, in the semi final, acting like we'd won it already, well, they look a bit stupid now, don't you? Because we did go on and win it. Uh, <laughs> It's true, it's true. Like we were enjoying that, and then we enjoyed it. We enjoy something else. Some more. we just we're just enjoying stuff. If you want to enjoy a pitch invading semi-finals, lads, you're gonna to have to win one first. Then come back when you've won at Wembley, then you can celebrate that as well. Um, the celebrations, yeah, a proper Charlton performance from a proper Charlton team in quite possibly the most important game in our history. Hopefully, now the takeover will speed up, and Bayer and Jacko and Gallon can carry on the rebuild and restore our great club to its former glory. Thanks to everyone at Charlton Live for helping us fans uh, get through a wonderful season of ups and downs. I look forward to more of the same. Uh, in the championship and then he ruins it by saying he wants Millwall at the Valley on opening day please come on Freddie we want to enjoy the opening day we don't have to play Millwall that would be awful uh, right just for your email Freddie thanks for getting involved Tommy Early uh, hi guys first of all great special show today as always thanks uh, uh, Tommy this is only the second email I've sent to you guys but this one's a lot happier uh, as I said in my last email my father 78 years and me 42 years have been supporting Chum for a long time now we're both season ticket holders until 2016 for a good 35 years uh, and went to most home games every season my son is a third-generation supporter. He's 18 now and he has been supporting since he was eight A tradition in the early family. We all started going to the Valley at the age of eight. Uh, we all stopped going as a boycott, never stopped supporting Lee and Johnny and the boys. Uh, unfortunately, since 2017, uh, my dad and I have not been in the best of health and my son works at weekends as well as being at college. Uh, plus, from a financial point of view, we couldn't attend all home games this season, even if we wanted to. However, we have always supported the club through it all and yesterday, uh, was a truly special day as all three of us watched it on the box. We were there in spirit, if not in body. Uh, as a great team, and I highlight the word team, was worked, uh, has worked a miracle to get us promoted this season. Not quite as dramatic as the 98 playoff final, which both me and my dad attended, me watching through my fingers during the penalties, but at least as uh, draining as 1998. You couldn't write a script for us to score the winner with virtually the last kick of the game in a final. However, us Charlton fans all know uh, about Dreams, and we've had some great moments. Yesterday was right up there with it, uh, this team lead, Johnny, and the players and the backroom staff is truly unbelievable. Thank you guys for putting the smile back on the fans' faces and a wonderful journey uh, up the addicts. We must savor it all uh, this week. Still following the team and management from afar. And that's uh, Tommy Early, uh, Charlton until I Die, says he said it's very nice to write a happier email uh, this time around. Sam Cooper. Uh, says, hi guys, first time emailer, but I always catch the podcast. Just thought I would give my thoughts on next season. Uh, although, uh, what an incredible day yesterday. Was Sunderland even in the, in the stadium? Best case scenario, he says Roland sells, Boyer stays. That's what we all want. Second best case scenario is Roland stays, but Boyer stays. Possibly controversial. Keen on your thoughts as Boyer is uh, staying, is uh, vital to next season as what he has built could all be undone if, in the worst scenario, Roland sells, but Boyer and JJ don't get new contracts as new owners want their own guy well that's an interesting way of looking at it naif so would you rather roland stays and as you know you assume we stay in the same financial constraints but boya stays or someone comes in and takes over and then boots out boya
4: I'd, I'd have Boyer staying yeah all day long i just think he knows what we need he knows what we what you know what where our strengths and our weaknesses are um Obviously, I'd, I'd rather not go down that road and he's still still like, not in terms of Roland. But if I had to pick, I'd, I'd always choose Bose because otherwise, you're back at square one with a new manager. Mm. You, you, you're not necessarily going to get someone uh, who has the same idea of play. You know, you could get Russell Slade or someone like that. You know, or Mick McCarthy. You know, I don't think Roland will ever go. Oh, well, we want someone who can play, who likes to play the similar sort of style of the way that Bose does. So, um Boya for me.
2: Hmm. You imagine that if a new owner came in, they wouldn't ship out Boya, though. That'd be crazy. absolutely crazy Uh, the place would no longer be bouncing as well which would be a bad thing right um, Matthew Gibbs hi Louis just a quick note to say how much I enjoy the show and what a great game it was yesterday very sadly the game was spoiled for me though uh, by fuggish and abusive behavior by quite a large number of Charlton supporters in the upper tier I had to apologize to the stewards and I probably won't go to the Valley next year as this has been a bit of a trend recently what is your take on this Um, well I'm I'm sad to hear that happened uh, Matt I know sometimes you get you get that sort of stuff at football I, I really hope it doesn't put you off uh coming next year because um you know don't don't let if that don't let that sort of thing upset you I think is a the, the best thing that, that you can do right and then Matt uh, twi- uh, emails in Hi guys I've been to the new Wembley countless times before yesterday and never particularly liked the place poor atmosphere for England games I work in football so going to the Spurs games uh, heading to the, the playoff finals as a neutral yesterday it was as if I'd never been to walk up the stairs and see nearly 40,000 Charlton fans I finally understood why Wembley is Wembley going to support your club is completely different it's special after Sunderland's goal myself and the seven members of my family I was with didn't talk for at least 50 15 minutes after Bower's goal, I was kissing hairy strangers I've never seen <laughs> before and hugging ecstatic pensioners who couldn't contain their joy either. You will have hundreds of emails today, I'm sure. So sending to so me sending this isn't to read it out. Oh, well, I've, I've read it out now. I just wanted to say that given my job, I can't have a season to get any more, but I uh, keep my passion for chat with another. Uh, uh, other than the odd game in every six seasons through this podcast and uh, through my family uh, and your hard work is massively appreciated uh, roll on next season all the best that's from Matt Riggs uh, Matt it's a pleasure uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed your day and I'm glad you've kissed some uh, some hairy strangers uh, well if you're into that sort of thing then, then fill your boots right uh, got a couple more posts to come in but I think we want to hear finally from another one of our playoff heroes from yesterday at West Ham Loney Josh Cullen was the man who whipped the cross in for Patrick Bowers winning goal and uh, again, again he was another one who was very pleased with the way the afternoon went
13: yeah buzzing um, I think everyone's deserved that all season um, everyone in the dressing room involved at the club the fans I think um, that's what we set out to do and, and that's what we've done so yeah over the moon. Of there's no
2: more dramatic way to do it than to go behind in the manner that we did and then to Come back
13: and get a last-minute winner as well. The scenes at the end there were just quite remarkable with everyone on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, but I think that shows the character that we've had all season. Um, like you said, to go go behind in the manner we did was obviously disappointing. But we've we've got that character and the belief in ourselves that that wasn't going to put us off what we set out to do. And and thankfully it was it was early on in the game, so we had that. Pr- practically the whole match to turn it around um, and we've done that um, and yeah we're just delighted like I said all season that's what we've set out to do everyone's worked so hard ups and downs and, and, and we've done it so yeah yeah over the me.
2: Is that what's going through your mind when, when that early goal's gone in like you know, there's still plenty of time because I guess it to another team it could have really dented your confidence to go behind like that when you've been working all week for, for the game
13: Yeah I think it shocked us a bit if I'm being honest I think the first 20 minutes we probably didn't play play as well as we know we can and, and was a bit, yeah, a bit a bit nervy I suppose, like that that's, that set us off our track a bit but after that we just had to put it behind us, we had a good spell, got the goal back and then, um, yeah, we stuck in the game. Everyone give everything and, and we get the, get the goal at the end which I think we deserved and... Yeah, we're, we're promoted and um, back in the championship. Of course, you've, you've been on the other side of it in the in the playoff final here as well. So to
2: to to come out with with a promotion that must be pleasing at this stage. Yeah,
13: yeah, exactly. I've, I've like you said two years ago, I experienced the other side of it, and I think credit to Sunderland for playing their part in obviously a, a final, and and yeah, their um, yeah, f- thoughts with their players because it is it's really gutting. I've been there myself, but we've worked so hard and I think we deserved it and only one team can, can win on, on days like this unfortunately so um, yeah we're, we're over the moon and, and um, yeah just buzzing for everyone
2: You go back to West Ham now of course you go there and say look, look at the performance I've put in on, on a big stage there to say, show that you can do it
13: Yeah well West Ham Yeah, they, they want me back there for pre-season um, like I've said about everything all you can do is perform and that whole talking off the pitch, is, there's no point in doing it. you just got to perform as well as you can on the pitch and, and do the talking on there. And I've enjoyed a, a good season at Cheltenham, um, a successful season, playing a successful team. And yeah, go back there in the summer and, and hopefully hit a ground run.
2: There we go, Josh Cullen then. Uh, what a player he's been for us this season. Um, you know, he, he, West Ham won him back for next year. Um, so he's going to go there and try and prove himself and try and get a place in that that first team in the Premier League, Lewis. But if things don't quite work out just yet, maybe he needs another year. I mean, he's he's probably at that age now where he will think about trying to break into that team. But if he does need another year, the fact that we're in the Championship would certainly make us a, a more attractive prospect to someone like, like Josh Cullen if he wants another year out on loan. Again, getting more experience. Yeah, definitely. And, and not just us as a prospect, but
3: if Bowie is still here as well. You know, the, the relationship's already there. He's improved so much as a player this year. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised that West Ham want him back and want to give him a go next season. I think he really deserves it. Um, you can't fault anything he's done on a Charlton shirt this season. His effort has been remarkable. He's he just never seems to run out of energy, does he? And he's he's been one of those lone players that I think we'll we'll never forget, really. And hopefully, you know, if I'd like it to work out for him at West Ham because I think he deserves it. But if it doesn't and he, it becomes available, I'd like to think that we'd sort of be his preference uh, to come back here where where he's already, already loved and and we're playing championship football and he could be a really important part of that side.
2: Mm. Excellent stuff. Right, Cliff Scales says that Billick and Cullen and Perrington have probably been the best lone players ever at Charlton. You only have to look at their reactions to the winner yesterday, proper Charlton players, although highly unlikely. I would love to see them all at the club. Uh, next season yeah Christian Billick I mean now he's got to go off and he's got the under 21 euros with uh, with Poland in the summer so he hasn't he hasn't got his summer break just yet which is uh, which is interesting In the space said uh, Roland made that mistake by sacking Powell hopefully Boyer will be to stay uh, with regards to of course the, uh, the if there were to be a new owner uh, the decision to be made but I mean like I say there's no uh, the Australians someone told me may have been here yesterday but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if that's true or not um, I haven't had it confirmed um, but even if they are I mean I'm still I'm not going to count any chickens yet because I, I I, don't think that's made I don't think the promotion yesterday has changed anything on the takeover front really Roland's unless he keeps uh, even then the price was so large that even if we're a championship club it's one hell of a price so I really don't know if that changes anything right we've got a talk here from Nick uh, Hannum I just want to put, make this uh, a warning just in case anyone's listening to us and then going to watch the championship playoff final after so there's a spoiler coming up here so if you don't want to hear it put your ears in your uh, put your fingers in your ears for uh, for the next 15 seconds. But Nick is saying, Congratulations to Jed Steer, who now has two playoff winning medals on two consecutive days. Because according to Rich uh, Corley, he, a, a tweet, uh, an article he put out a few weeks ago, um, Jed Steer would get a playoff medal for us because he played enough games and now Aston Villa have just beaten Derby 2-1 as well so there we go uh so that's interesting right we've got five minutes left of uh of before we go into our end of season montage so um it's it's that time to really look ahead to next season but it's so hard to do that when we have no idea what's going on um Charlton as a club over the last few years has been very strange and he is be got even stranger over the last year when Roland's made quite clear that he wants to go, um, but hasn't really, you know, for his words, but not really for his actions. He hasn't sold the club yet, and I'm sure he could sell the club tomorrow if he put a price that was very reasonable. Um, so if is that going to change because we've got to the championship? I don't know. It could even go up because you'll think, well, now we're even closer to the promised land. <laughs> so how do you plan for a championship season if we're in that situation where you can't spend any money on signing players? Because I imagine there's not many championship clubs in that situation. The likes of Millwall down the road, they don't spend a lot of money on players. You know, they work on a bit of a shoestring budget in that league, but, and they stay up, so it's possible. Um, but how, do, how does Bayer attack this next year, Nath?
4: Um, well, first and foremost, I'd... Um
2: yeah, I was going to say, maybe even if he's here. because uh, yeah. if he's would, yeah, here.
4: Yeah. yeah, I mean, because I, I think Roland will put another zero on the end of his valuation, probably. But I think Beau's, um first and foremost, I'd c- contact West Ham and Arsenal and see if we can get Billick and Cullen. that would be the first thing I do. Um, and then, uh, to be fair, I think Steve, Steve and his team have probably gone, um, have done a bit of homework anyway already. Um, but... I don't think they'll be given any budget or unless Roland has a sudden change of heart I don't know we can all dream can't we um but you they they have to look at the loan market you might when you, the thing is when you get into the championship you you'll probably get a larger pool of players you'll be able to get on loan from premiership teams so we might be able to get a few more in but I think they would have done their homework already and probably identified a couple of targets if they were loanies but mm. there's not much you can do is the answer to planning in terms of paying for people because we won't spend anything
2: mm, exactly right we are coming to the end of the show actually because we've got the montage uh, coming up in a few seconds so uh yeah time to start thanking everyone again um thanks for everyone who's been on the show this year uh obviously the three chaps in the room uh and terry and and uh sue who, who's been on and, and crispy who's done a couple of episodes and anyone else who, who i've missed because i've got a very short memory <laughs> um, so thanks to all of you thanks of course to uh uh, everyone at the club for uh putting up themselves for interviews lee bowyer comes to speak to us after every home game which i'm sure he doesn't uh i'm sure a lot of clubs don't get that sort give that sort of access to their podcast so we're very uh grateful for that and of course the press days that get sent over uh and the interviews with players that we get allowed to do and and to you know to be being put in contact with players as well so thanks to everyone uh, at the club thanks to everyone who listened as well uh throughout the course of the season um it's <laughs> it's been it's been a great season for the podcast because the team's doing well I mean like I say the the relegation season was a great season for the podcast because the team was doing so badly that everyone just wanted to listen to us slagging them off and and the the situation but this year it's great to be doing it for the right reasons as well so it's been a a great season uh, for that sort of stuff so I'm really pleased that everyone's listened uh, thanks to Maritime Radio of course who carry us as well Um, we'll be back on there next season Uh, traditionally we always do the the first show is is the big match preview before the first real game of the season we won't be on on, uh, during pre-season I haven't even thought about when that started yet I'm going on I'm going to, to have a long break now uh, I'm going to go to sleep for years I think just to relax after doing the show but anyway it's been a crazy season uh, and it's one that's ended in promotion I'm so pleased I'm Luis Mendes this has been Charlton Life for 2018-19 so have a very good evening to you and welcome back to Charlton Live. I don't think I've ever
5: really gone into a season, even under Roland, where I've been really, really worried. But I just, I'm just, i just not confident now.
7: Oviedo, chip, ball back in towards the far post. It's ahead, of us in. Heartbreak for the Addicts. And
6: Sunderland are set to win the opening game of the season.
8: He's given a penalty against Paige on Tony. That's an utter disgrace. The manager, because he's just like these... Big geezer They're standing on the side He's bullying Like the, the fourth official Constantly hammering The fourth official Chris packets Rain right
6: onto the surface The ref is going to Hold things up here As uh, More Chris We're getting a few packets, Which is nice Foster's been sent off And there's another Red yeah. card for Kitely Well Kitely, it, uh, it had to be There's another card Coming in It's a red one To the keeper
1: Unbelievable
5: scenes here Three red cards In a massive
2: brawl At the end of this game Finally, he's been given uh, the job full time by Roland De Châtelet Use him as a decoy. Takes a shot. Oh,
1: what oh, a goal!
2: Come on! Oh, come oh, on! What a finish! Come on! Lyle Taylor, it's Bradford now! Joe and two! His first time crossover towards the far post. Oh, he got better, Falls down to Carla Grant! he's scored! Carla Grant with his second
1: of the game wins it for the attic!
6: into the box again, again it's a tight one, again it drops this time, it drops to the... Sonny, and now there, with has equalised, <laughs> gets in there, and Charlton are back on level terms,
7: Ooh. wow, absolute wow, give it a, a penalty, give it a Toby, give it a toby. he's got to give it a Toby, Toby Stephen to
4: make it seven for his hat-trick on his first appearance for Charlton.
7: And he does it. He's got that trick. Yeah. <laughs> he's going over the ball. it back to Georgie yeah. Yes! He's eight, and he's great. It's great. If well there, so John. you get
3: athletics' <laughs> biggest ever victory.
6: Christian Bennett! and then Fossum,
1: the fire Good! great first area for Chowen. Can he finish? Yeah. yeah! That's
6: a good ball into the box. That's a yes. goal. It was Ceremo but his head there and Jason Pierce has buried it in the six-yard box to give Charl an unlikely lead.
7: Lapsley ball in the box, flicked on by Taylor, might come to a Jose! Oh, Jose, Jose is, is in for Charl to make it two! I don't know how they managed to scramble that in, but they have! Taylor trying to turn Flanagan in the box, drills it across the flick. Yes! Yeah! Yeah! Come, Come on! on! A level! It'll be it's an own goal as Lowell Taylor Lowell, Lowell. in the penalty area, drills the ball across. And I couldn't see who got the final contact, it's definitely a
2: Sunderland player. Grant, deep, deep into injury time, can win it for Charlton from the penalty spot. The referee blows his whistle, he steps up, he scores!
1: And Carlin Grant wins it for the Alex in the 95th minute! Come on! Yes!
5: Louis Mendes currently occupying a darkened room at this moment in time.
2: One half of our star strike partnership, Carlin Grant is on the way out of the club. Gutted, but I'm not, I'm not surprised.
7: Four oh, yards from the edge of the penalty here. Naby Sarr to take.
6: Saar, over it, over it. it
1: is oh! Naby
6: Sarr, Oh, yes! Williams in the penalty area. Chip ball back across. Headed clear. Only as far as Saar gets something on it. So does Vettikaili. Oh! oh, cleared away. Naby again! Yes! Oh, come on! This time it was And He got Vettikaili's header. I don't know who it come off in the end
2: roland would like the efl which is the english football league to take the club off his hands a proposal that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever roland's
7: driving the banter bus isn't he?
2: <laughs> All inside finds a rebo rebo early cross
7: comes towards Rees. can he get on the end of it Rees across to taylor yes come on oh, jordan make it two. lyle taylor getting the goal that he wanted Steps up. Left foot is strikes Yes! Dive into his left with his feet. That that keeps it out.
8: I'm going to go back to him and, and ask for just like a normal a normal offer <laughs> because it is, um, it is, it's different to what I've seen before.
2: And it's going to break for Kaley again in the area. Cross ball to
1: Taylor! It's free! One! Charlton are running away with it here in the Valley. It's Luton town trailing by three goals to one. Their 28 game up and run is going to end here.
7: Taylor, Taylor goes for it. It's
1: oh! That's a great goal. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Taylor.
7: With the strike. That the goalkeeper could do nothing about.
6: Oh, Ball up to Morgan. Brilliant. brilliant. One two with Billing in the area. Christopher
1: Billing. Oh, what brilliant, a finish!
7: Brilliant. That is an outstanding goal. And if That's the goal that takes chance of third. Then my lord, that's well deserved.
2: This is the big match preview. This is the big match playoff preview.
7: as a flick comes to Cullen. Ball across goal. He's come off it. Yes! Yeah. No! No! no. Can't make it one 0 tail of the match. Yeah. goal Tyler. A rebo down the
6: line. rebo ball across goal! Yes it is! Joe! Rebo on the right hand side! Gets a, something on it, it goes across, and it's headed in by Blair, and Doncaster have a goal back. Cullen now knocks it in. Blair Grenada! Yeah! Yeah! Oh! Yes yeah! yeah! Doncaster break, and they score! Tommy Rowe, bow beaten to it, it's a goal! Butler beats bow to the ball and heads it in, and it's finished 2-1 here at full time, 3-3 on aggregate in the time we go to extra Cross on his right, it's a free header, and Doncaster take the lead with Marquis. Goes past his man, ball into the box, oh, it's across, pass! squeeze it into that oh, There is the final whistle, we're in the penalties, Marquis, for Doncaster, he steps forward.
1: He's saved it! Come on! Come no. on!
6: He's off. Steps forward. Oh. On he's safe. Oh. Can this get any Steps anyone.
1: forward. Yes. And he missed it! Yes! And shot Yes! We're yes. 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 in the Wembley final! I don't believe it! It's the most astonishing... It's
2: this is the big match Playoff final preview Wow
6: This is a League 1 playoff And where else in the world Would you get a third tier match At Wembley Stadium That's a full house so We are underway here And Sunderland Do we get us underway oh, oh. No, 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 no <laughs> Nabi has just scored an no goal I oh,
1: don't
7: believe it. Edge of the pounds here, Rebo, figured about a shot. Dick Steele comes to Taylor. Ball across goal. Be yes! A- yes! Burton! Burton! Got ben Burton with his first total goal. And the back post, a
1: simple tapping. Good one! What a response from the addicts!
7: This will be the last piece of action in this first half, should they not decide to knock it on the Addicts. That's
6: they a take quickly taken free kick into Cullen. Cullen on the Charlton left-hand side, out ball to Aribo. Aribo back inside to Cullen. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bauer's there, Pierce is there,
1: Bauer with a header! And it's done! Yes! Oh, it's, yes! it's, yes! it's, yes! it's Oh, yes! Oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Dreamland! Charlotte has scored!
7: With seconds remaining! We've done it, Tom! Get in!
1: Come on! What this a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word!
6: to the edge of the Charlton penalty area. Pearce
1: heads it away. Yeah. And there it is! Charlton won! Charlton from We're in the Championship!
8: The, the lads just keep going, you know. <laughs> they, they never know when to stop and um, they, need all, they should get all the praise that they deserve, all the praise that they get because... They've been machines all season, and and I'm so proud of him, you know. And uh, now everyone's going home happy, and and we're back to where we should be. We should be minimum in the championship, you know. This this club's far too good for League One, so uh, I'm so happy for the fans to to experience this, and and, and to we've all been on this journey together, and and to finish it off like that. And there wasn't even enough time for them to even get near a goal. It was just perfect.